I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Charlie Griffiths. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Cool. See ya. No, I'm joking. Uh, You're very welcome. You're looking particularly metal today. I mean, I'm enjoying this Charlie Griffiths. I'm enjoying the shaved head and the big long beard. Um, it's it's been a while since we've seen you ready to rock, but your brand new album is out now. How madly exciting for you! Yeah, yeah, it's been a you know a long journey through through a pandemic and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, just uh, use some of my time while we were off to record a write and record a whole uh, solo album. Yeah, so it's exciting to have a finished product and put it out into the world, yeah. This album has been deemed as the world's first paleontology-based <laughs> rock and metal album. What I want to know from you is... Well, you, you say that and then people always say, no, what about the ocean? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. That was just a, a kind of... A, that came from someone saying, how would you describe this album? And then I just sort of... That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> this uh, is no. being taken so seriously. <laughs> no. Everyone's gone, <laughs> oh my fucking God. Like, seriously. Um, I was, <laughs> my, my question was going to be, how do you know it's the first? But we don't. Um, no, it was just a moment. I just made it up. Charlie, you're predominantly yeah. known for, <laughs> you're predominantly known for being uh, the guitarist in Haken. Um do you think that having a solo project is imperative to a main band survival? No. What made you do this? You've been such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> what made you step out the Haken door and decide to do this? Uh, well, it was just it was just like a, an idea I had. Um, I've you know been like a geology and paleontology nerd since the 90s I studied it at college true? yeah wow and um yeah I've just sort of always been fascinated with the topic and uh it's sort of I find it an inspiring uh and sort of humbling subject uh okay. about and uh yeah I just thought it'd be I've always wanted to do something musical with it you know sort of make a build a sort of the concept album around it and it's not necessarily something I would force on uh, yeah, the other band members that aren't yeah, might not be inspired in the same way that I am. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it was just something that I thought I could do, and uh, um, you know, just sort of explore these thoughts I've been having over the years and put it put it into a kind of musical, artistic format. I really, um, sorry, I am really yeah, emotional. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm really, I am emotional. Lover. I am actually um, super amazed at the band, um, at the musician, sorry, that are featuring on this album. So on this album, you've got Tommy Rogers from Between the Buried and Me. You've got um, our mutual friend, Darby Todd, of course, of Devon Townsend. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Jordan Rudess from Dream Theatre. You've got Steve yeah. Hackett, saxophonist, Rob Townsend. This yeah. is an incredible lineup. This must be for you a dream come true, aside from Haken's success, obviously. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, and it was like, you know, I picked the, the people based on the fact that I, 
you know, I've met them along the way um, during like Haken tours and whatnot, and we've become friends, you know. Um, so it's not just that they're great musicians, it's just, um, it's also that they're people that I really like a lot and want to work with. And um, you know, happily, like every, you know, everyone, you know, so Rob Townsend was a, a just like an awesome guy that we met. Yeah. Um, playing on Cruise to the Edge, and Steve Hackett's always playing. And uh, yes, yeah, we got bumped into him, and he, he he was like really into Haken, and he was like, "Oh, that's wow. cool!" Like you don't you don't sort of think that would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he says, "Oh, if you ever need any saxophone, give me a call." So charge it charges a good rate, right? Uh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's and incredible. Same, yeah, with Derby, you know, we've been friends for years. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in sort of close by in South London, and um, yeah, just sort of known him through mutual friends and whatnot, but never really worked together. And so it was, he was like, uh, uh, you know, obviously he's an awesome drummer, um, but it was, you know, the fact that he was, uh, showed him the music and he was just into it and just like really yeah. excited about doing it. And, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was the same with everyone. It was great. What you've essentially got here, Charlie, in my opinion, is the you're actually birthing a super group at the moment are you going to make any plans to get this on the stage oh i would love to definitely yeah well i want you to so can you please make it happen (laughs) yeah yeah i mean uh obviously it will be logistically difficult to get everybody that's on the album uh, on the same stage in the same country because everyone of course tommy who's in uh lives in california um uh, daniel de young is like uh yeah. the, one of the other singers he's um he was in a band called textures um so he's uh, in the netherlands and we've mm-hmm. got vladimir who's, he does the kind of more operatic crazy uh sort of mike Pattonish approach vocal yeah. he's serbian and so everyone's kind of like from everywhere so yeah it would definitely it would be yeah, I mean, ideally, it'd be cool to have everyone that's on it perform. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll have to do a stripped-down version or something. You've like got, that. To, you've got to, man. You can't release something this good, and then I mean, I remember when Arctic Cemetery was released, and I, I, I always make a point, especially with you guys, when there's a song coming out that I'm super excited about, I always listen for the first time with headphones. I think it's so important to have that first relationship with the, with the record through not being distracted from anything else that's going on. For, for me, Arctic Cemetery being released first was such a great shout because it was ballsy, punchy, it was catchy. It was kind of everything that I wanted to hear from you, but I didn't know what to expect because this is your first kind of big, big solo project. Now, the album's out there now it's getting such positive feedback is there the scope for you to do another album have you even thought about doing another solo album yeah i mean i've got yeah this you know this um the the subject i'm uh writing about on this album happened like 375 million years ago right so (laughs) and um and you know we've got that whole expanse of time there that yes. I could pull upon. Um, yeah, so definitely I've got ideas for another couple of albums. That, oh, um, really? Um, I would, you know, probably stay within the, the, the same kind of 
paleontological concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not just about that. It's like it's, it's using that idea as a metaphor for uh, our, you know our human experience, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, just looking at uh, you know our experience of the world, like looking at it from a different perspective, is is really what it's about. Yeah, it's like um, you know, if you strip away all the stuff that we've invented over the, the last like, few hundred years, you know, mm-hmm. we've invented like countries and politicians and like hierarchies. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, to me, like thinking about uh, like you know, evolution and uh, paleontology, it's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just what we, the last few hundred years are just like so really insignificant yeah in the, whole, the entire history of the planet and um, that's kind of the perspective i've always had really you know it's like you know, it's like this is none of this is this is all made up mm. you know, so like, we're, we're kind of uh conditioned to focus on the differences between people and and the barriers and like oh you know you need a passport to go from this bit of land to that sure. bit of land. yeah yeah, yeah. so like, think about it it's like just ridiculous yes and yes. You need a visa to go from here and work there. You know, it's like, well, you know, uh, yeah. we're all the same. We're all just trying to live, right? And it's just uh, definitely from from that sort of long view of, of history and where we where actually come from. It's just like makes it even more ridiculous to me. Uh, it's like we're, we're all related. We're all the same family. We're all cousins, and it's like we should remember that more. Uh- ah. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely man i mean jesus i can definitely feel um when i next see you we're gonna have about 10 pints and a pretty serious dmc man that oh, is that, that is gonna <laughs> <laughs> that, but the, it, you know it's so it's so nice to talk to somebody that is that deep that is that really gets their hands into what they really are interested and emotionally invested in and, and look yeah. i know fuck all about paleontology but actually <laughs> to sit here and to listen i mean ask me about donna kebabs and i'll you know i'll talk to you all day long but when it comes to um you know all the stuff that you're interested in i don't know much but i'm sitting here i'm listening to you i'm learning i'm finding it interesting and at the back of my mind whilst you're telling me about the subject that inspired you to write this album I can hear it in the back of my head from what you have produced onto CD and the, and the audio content in in essence as to what what has been released. If you if you were to do, and I, I mean we're talking <laughs> talking about your new album, but I'm already excited because you said that you're going to do like another two or three. It's going to yeah. be like Nigel Tufnell's trilogy of albums, which is uh, super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're you have... <laughs> waiting for it, <laughs> mate. It's Spinal Tap two. It's coming out. Um, oh, can't wait. So we should all go together. That's a date. Um, sorry, I'm really so excited about just doing it's, it's that. It's going to be amazing, like to find out what they've been up to all that all this time, isn't it? Well, it's going to be great. Alleged, allegedly, I I read something online, and I'm sure by the time this is this is out, this will all be different. I read something online that said that um, their manager Ian Faith had passed away, but contractually still owed them one last gig. That's oh, all right. the cool. information I can find at the moment. But I'm going to carry on digging. Um, well, when we, we did, we just did Cruise to the Edge, and we played Stonehenge. I saw, I we saw. Had a, we had a, a Stonehenge and everything. Yeah, Charlie. Honestly, man, <laughs> I, I like I. 
if any band was ever going to do that, like it would so be you guys. I've got to ask you, I know we're talking about your solo stuff, but fuck it for a second. What made you guys decide to cover Stonehenge and Big Bottom on Cruise to the Edge? Yeah, well, it was like we decided we were going to do a cover set because we, you know, we, we on the on the ship you do one set of uh, well, you do two different sets, and we didn't we didn't want to repeat the same music again, so of we picked them covers, and because Yes were on the cruise, yeah, yeah, we yeah, did, we did uh, Roundabout. Yes, I saw. And just you know, just you know, we're there to entertain people on the ship right they paid a lot of money yeah we want to get, make them have fun right and it was we were just thinking like you know you know so you, you play yes on the yes cruise mm-hmm. there's only one band you can follow with yeah you know after <laughs> yes <that's final> <laughs> it's, it's like, you know those songs are it's kind of proggy right stonehenge it, is like it's not a simple song no no it's like rhythmic twists and turns and like these little classical things and this mandolin part i was i, I was oh, trying God, to God. um i was trying to see when you were playing big bottom i was i was really trying to there's only a, a few videos online and that's from quite far back in the audience i was desperately trying to see and hear if all of you were playing bass on big bottom as they do in spinal tap well you know we were you know rich and i play like eight string guitars oh yeah it's basically so, yeah where so we're kind of in the bass realm anyway so okay we, we just did it like that, yeah. Utilize that. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking of your eight string and bringing it back to um, Tiktalika, you you picked up a six string for the first time in quite a, quite a long time for yeah. this album. How how was that returning to an instrument that most people play as opposed to your eight yeah, string? Yeah, that's kind of what you know. That was like one way, uh, one just sort of method to kind of separate my mind from okay, I'm not doing a Haken album. Fine. So I just I'm just sort of use a different instrument that I usually use, you know, usually sure. writing on eight string for Haken. But yeah, like going back to the six string, um, it just makes you, you know, your fingers fall differently or your your mind thinks differently on, okay. the, on the, the way the fretboard's laid out. Yes. And, uh, and it's just more of a you know, I was just more leaning into more of a sort of classic thrash okay. style, like the Dave Mustaine riffs, yeah. um, you know, like Slayer riffs and that kind of thing the stuff i grew up loving i was gonna say this i can hear i can hear the 90s thrash influence in this album was that was that a a conscious decision for you i mean that's just who i am right those are my formative years that's what made me who i am you know Mm -hmm. like yeah in the 90s i was like you know i was studying geology i was like into uh like bands like death and morbid angel yeah 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 you know, testament, whoever. And it was like, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just who I am. And it was, uh, I thought uh, it'd be cool just to kind of put that on record. You know? This album has essentially been in production for, for like 20 years, you know, yeah, from yeah. when you've been like studying and, and learning to play guitar to kind of where, where you are yeah. now. Um, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, we, we, we know that you're really busy with Haken. We know that you've done the tour with Symphony X. Um, what is going to be next for you? Is it going to be more concentration on doing um, some Haken stuff um, across Europe? Is it going to be, you know, you're going to be putting your fingers into to different pies with regards to working with more people and collaborating? Where can we expect to see not just you as Haken, but you as Charlie Griffiths? 
well yeah the next focus you know we've we released nightingale that this the single that's gonna uh, that's just like a, a kind of precursor to our next album mm-hmm. that, that song will be on the album it's just that's the only one we've finished so far mm-hmm. we will put it out before the tour and um, so the next focus will be on finishing the next album um which is all written and everything but we just have to knuckle down and get it recorded and mixed and mastered and yeah. artwork and all that stuff yeah and once that's done i'll, I'll probably you know because that needs 100 percent focus yeah for sure for it to be what it needs to be and then uh yeah i guess after that i'll probably start thinking about my next uh, tick two whatever, whatever tick two liquor yeah there you go (laughs) that'd be amazing um seriously i do want some sort of royalties if you do use that um (laughs) no it's okay legal record yeah (laughs) well no in fairness you wrote the theme tune to this podcast so i I yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, so so we're even now i got into theme tunes i wrote the theme tune to um timmy tarlick's time time as well which is my uh cartoon show that i made up (laughs) The Tiktaalik um, instrumental yes. track, the title track, and uh, yeah, I thought it'd be funny to make a kids' TV show about it. He's, he's... Um, so yeah, I, yeah, it's fun. I like writing theme tunes. Dude, you you are like whenever I speak to you, you always give me such good energy, and you're always so approachable. And I, I've said this to kind of a few people that have been on the program, but it's it's people like you that actually builds fans emotional investment in your music in what you do because regardless of if somebody after this goes and listens to tiktalica or checks out some new stuff from haken they're going to listen thinking actually like uh, charlie he's not only is he you know great musician but he's a super nice guy so i actually think on on behalf of your fans i just want to say like a massive thank you for being just generally like so lovely man because lots of people in your position might not be as approachable because you know they're so busy or they've got egos the size of Buckingham Palace whatever that might be um but from me to you um purely on a level of humility I just want to say thank you for for, for being so approachable it, it genuinely means a lot I mean yeah I mean I would never think of being out any other way right it's like we're everyone's equal yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter you know, I'm like we're we're lucky that we have people that are interested in listening to what we're doing, right? That's definitely that's that's all it is. You know, we just like play a show, and there's like people there enjoying it, and then afterwards we all hang out. Right? It's like uh, everyone's there for the same thing. What what what's makes me feel? I guess I kind of guess like what makes me feel kind of quite proud of you guys. Not I, I know I sound like a really overbearing dad, um, but when I see you guys hanging out with, you know, the likes of Jordan Rudess or Simon Phillips, you know, on, on, on cruise to the edge and hanging out with these, these really big icons in that world. It, I genuinely feel so full of joy for you guys, because I think not only Charlie, you as a musician, but also Haken as a band that you, I know, I know from becoming friends with you guys, I know how hard you work. I know the hours and the, the effort that you put in. Um, and genuinely, I, I'm I'm super stoked for um, Haken's new album. I can't wait for you to bring Tiktalika to the stage because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of disappointed people, including myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> so um, everyone, uh, you know, 
all the Haken fan base, all the Charlie Griffith fan base. Um, we're all really excited to see what happens next for you. Um, and I can't wait to, to hear more. Thanks, mate. Cool. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and I am going to 